the love of Jesus is unlike anything else that you will ever experience in your lifetime. And I don't want to be cheesy and be like, hey, Jesus loves you, but he does. And that's what we're talking about today. So um, get ready. Jesus loves you so much that he died on the cross for you. And that's a really big deal. And with us just having um, gone through Easter, I think now is a great time to just kind of slow down and remind ourselves of that fact. The world has a really skewed idea of what love is. And even as individuals, like I struggle with this too, that in order to be loved, like there has to be a reason that I'm loved. Like I have to work for it. I have to earn it. I have to deserve it. And we, when somebody says like, I'm proud of you or I love you, we can't just accept that as, as like, that's it. We have to understand like, okay, but why are you proud of me? Why do you love me? What did I do to deserve that? And even last week, I texted one of our students in our youth ministry and said, hey, I just want you to know I love you and I'm so proud of you. And their response immediately, like, it broke my heart because they were like, what made you say that? Did I do something right for you to, like, say that about me? Mm. And I was like, no, I just, that's, I'm just, that's just how I feel towards you. I'm just so proud of who you are. And that's how it is with us and God. We feel like we have to earn it or deserve it. Or when I'm holy enough, when I say the right things, when I'm doing the right things in church, when I'm good enough, then I can be loved by God. But that's just not how the love of God actually works. Yeah. And I think it's hard too, because there's this kind of skewed idea of like religion. Like you have to, you know, do one, two, three, ABC to like be good enough but the reality is there's absolutely nothing we could ever do to earn or deserve the love of Christ and yet he offers that to us freely and that is mind-blowing to me because that's like what you're saying and a lot of the time I think especially as um, you know younger people we're so used to like a performance mindset because you're going through school and what do you have to get good grades and then you have then you have to get a, a good job and then you have to go to a good college and then get more good grades and then you have to go off and have a good career and like you know a good basis to your life so it's hard because we're conditioned from a young age to do good and to like exceed expectation so when we're faced with the reality that there's nothing we can do to earn the love of Christ but yet he gives it to us it's really hard to wrap our minds around but that's why we want to talk about this because you are loved like you are so loved by God and there's nothing you have to do to earn that or to like receive that love. Yeah. I think a lot of people think they're like too far gone. Like I didn't do enough good stuff in high school or like you said, the grades and all that. And we're like, okay, well I did this good thing, but I didn't do enough good things. And yeah, they just feel like they're so far gone that they can't come back. Um, there's a scripture in Joel 2, uh, 13. We're going to call it B because I'd like it's halfway through the verse. We're just going to go with that. Um, so 13B uh, it says, Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. I read this verse, I think it was like a week ago maybe that I had first heard it. Someone was talking about it. And like this past week, it has broke me just realizing his mercy towards me, no matter what I do, no matter what I feel guilty for, what I have done in the past or how far gone I've been. It just, it shocks me. He's, he doesn't want to be angry with us. He has a heart of forgiveness. And a lot of times we can't wrap our head around that, but he 
It says he is eager to relent. He wants to forgive you. He doesn't want to punish you, and he's not like a lot of times with parents or something, we can feel like, oh, they just want to, you know, they have maybe an ill intent towards us and like whatever your home life may be, like you may feel that. That's not his heart. His heart is to love, to forgive, to always be in fellowship with you. So he's open and ready to forgive anything because he wants that so bad. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's important to to pay attention to the fact that there's nothing that we could ever do. Like everybody makes mistakes in life. We are sinful by nature. But your mistakes are not too big for God. And you're not too far gone like what Bethany was saying. And I think, too, it's so hard. I know it's hard for me personally sometimes to, like, even comprehend the idea of love and, like, what that actually looks like. Um, because, you know, in life, people people disappoint us. And we don't always receive love from those we think that we should. And um, we don't always see, you know, acts of love from, like, our parents or from family members or even, like, friends So it's hard when we're explaining that you're loved by somebody that you can't see and the people here that you can see still have never given you an example of what true love looks like. Love looks like sacrifice and and commitment regardless of mistakes. And we talk about like unconditional love and that means regardless of anything that you have done will do have thought will think all of those things there's still love there and that's the love that God has for you yeah we're really good at like we're constantly putting stuff out like producing creating doing and we're so busy doing and I think it's hard for us to just sit and to receive because it's so foreign because again we feel like well I have to like I haven't earned the love of a parent or I haven't earned the love of a friend or I haven't earned and I need to earn that love. I want, I want their love and I need to earn it. And so we spend all of our time like spinning our wheels, like trying to, to get that and attain that. And so we've like the art of like just sitting and receiving the love of God is just like so foreign and it's so hard. But I found myself, like, it's not the moments that, like, we're in church or, like, we're at a conference or a camp that I've felt, like, the love of God wash over me. It's been in the moments where I'm literally by myself listening to a song, and I'm just sitting in the love of God and just, like, thinking about what he went through for me. And thinking about that even, because Romans 5, 8, it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's not, like, it's not to say that, like, while we got it together, while we were perfect, while we came to Jesus, no, when in our worst and darkest moment, Jesus looked upon us and said, I choose you. I want you. And so I would just encourage you, if like you've never experienced the love of God, just ask him, God, mm-hmm. show me your love. God, reveal your love to me. And if you need to like get away, like this is between you and, and Jesus. This isn't between you and anybody else. Like let it just be you and God and ask him to put on a, a worship song, do whatever you need to do to have that moment with him. Um, but ask him and I promise you, he's going to come through and, and you're going to experience something that you will never experience apart from Jesus. Yeah, that's good. I know I, I do, I love worship music, but sometimes I'll, 
I kind of like have a tendency to tune worship music out and like not focus as much. But in the moments when I am alone and I am intentional in actually listening and like just quieting my my mind and my thoughts and just saying like, okay, God, I'm here. Like, I'm just I just want more of you in this moment. I have found a lot of the time that God will meet me right there, like you were saying, Brooke. But I also really like whenever I'm having a hard time feeling the love of Christ or I feel distant from him, I always go back to reading scripture that God has written about his creation. Like the fact that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. That's not a mistake. Like that wasn't a typo in the Bible. Like that was meant for his creation that was meant for us. Um, and when I remind myself and when I kind of put myself in, in the Bible, in those verses and speak those over me, that's also the times that I feel the love of Christ whenever I'm sitting there reminding myself like, Oh yeah, like I am perfectly and wonderfully made. God doesn't make mistakes. Thank you, Lord. Like that, that shows a lot of love. Thank you for creating me. And I'm able to kind of like change my mindset too from being like, okay, God, I don't really hear hear you, but like, let's hurry up and get this thing over with. Like, talk to me to, okay, I'm going to just slow down and remember who you say that you are and who you say that I am. Yeah. Really, that's good. I've heard a lot of people talk about like uh, different worship, like ways they can worship and stuff. And they're like, oh, I haven't felt love of God or I felt like numb because when I'm in worship like and the songs playing and whatever like people are on their knees I don't feel like I should be on my knees I don't feel the love of God I don't feel that like it's not a spidey sense but I don't feel the tingle you know (laughs) (laughs) and it's like what you said Riley like when you're by yourself because it's in those private moments with him that your relationship will bloom because it can happen at a camp and a conference and you'll feel this amazing love rush over you. But in those those private, those quiet moments where you're really sitting there with your creator and just appreciating the fact that he's taking the time to invest in you and you don't even have to like it, it's no expectation. He's just there. He wants and he's waiting. He's waiting all day until you crawl in bed at night if that's your like prayer time and you're like, okay, let's go. Let's pray. He's been waiting and he's been anticipating that meeting with you for the entire day. He's looking forward to it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, if you've got nothing else to hold on to today, hold on to the fact that Jesus loves you so much that he laid his life down for you. But then he rose from the grave again so that you could spend eternity with him Mm -hmm. and that is the greatest gift that you'll ever receive and I'd encourage you throughout the week um just get into his word even if if it's just the verse of the day um oftentimes when we don't feel like we're close to God it's probably because we're not leaning in as much as we should be and lean in just ask him God show me your love show me who you are and let his let the pride of the father just beam over you because again like There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to lose it because love is just who Jesus is. And even in your darkest moment, in your darkest day, he still feels that way about you. So we love you. Walk in the love of Jesus and just be hopeful that he loves you.